Well, my friends, welcome once again to this week's podcast. And this week, we're going to be talking about how do you carry yourself over some dark times when you're feeling so far from God, you can't even make yourself pray anymore. When you're feeling so out of sorts, so out of connection with your faith and your God that you can barely carry yourself through. Well, a psalm that we'll be looking at today has something to say about that. How sometimes you can carry yourself over those dark days until you can stand up straight again and go back to a good relationship with God. So in today's podcast, we'll be looking at a beautiful psalm, Psalm number 119. We'll hear a marvelous hymn that was written by Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith. And it all begins with a call to worship in which I invite all of you to take a deep breath and let the music wash over you. It's a simple rendition by our music director, Belinda, and it's from the hymn, It Is Well With My Soul. Let's call ourselves to worship.
Today, my friends, we dive into a very interesting psalm. This might be one of the most interesting psalms in all the Old Testament. It's Psalm number 119. And what makes it so interesting is not just the words of the psalm, but also the structure of the psalm. Psalm number 119 is the longest psalm in all the Old Testament. And it's also the longest chapter of any book all throughout the Old and the New Testament. And it is also structured as an acrostic, meaning it starts with each letter of the alphabet. Now, in the Hebrew alphabet, there are 22 letters, starting with Aleph. And then this psalm, Psalm number 119, there are 22 stanzas, one beginning with Aleph and beginning with every letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Now, if that's not enough structure for you, how about this? In every stanza, there are eight verses. And every one of the eight verses starts with that same letter. So in the stanza that is named after and dedicated to Aleph, the first letter of the Hebrew alphabet, all eight of the verses begin with the letter Aleph. And today, the small part of the psalm that I'm going to read is from the 14th stanza, and it's dedicated to the 14th letter of the Hebrew alphabet, which is Nun. It would be transliterated in English as N-U-N, Nun. And Nun is a fascinating letter, which we'll hear about later as we offer the message. But today's eight verses all begin with the letter Nun. Notice also in today's psalm that there are many words for the Word of God, many words for the Torah or the law. In Psalm 119, just in this small eight stanzas, you have ordinances and word and law and precepts and decrees and statutes, all referring to the Word of God or the Torah. So here is Psalm number 119, verses 105 through 112. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I have sworn an oath and confirmed it to observe your righteous ordinances. I am severely afflicted. Give me life, O Lord, according to your word. Accept my offerings of praise, O Lord, and teach me your ordinances. I hold my life in my hand continually, but I do not forget your law. The wicked have laid a snare for me, but I do not stray from your precepts. Your decrees are my heritage forever. They are the joy of my heart. I incline my heart to perform your statutes forever, all the way to the end. Today's hymn has a wonderful story behind it. The hymn is called Thy Word, and it's written by Amy Grant and Michael W. Smith, and it's based entirely on Psalm number 119, verse 105, which is the scripture reading we have for today. The song was written at a conference that they both attended at Caribou Ranch in Nederland, Colorado, which is high up in the mountains, literally in the middle of nowhere. Michael W. Smith originally came up with the song's melody and some words for the chorus straight from David's Psalms about being a light unto my path. Well, Amy Grant fell in love with his demo, but as Michael had no idea what the verses should say after that, he gave it to her that evening and told her she could finish the tune. So, as he says, later that night, she starts walking back to her cabin. And you have to understand that Caribou Ranch is an 8,000-acre ranch, and it's very dark, and you're in the middle of nowhere. Well, Amy got lost, he said. 
There's bears and all that sort of thing all around, and you've got to really know where you're going. It's obviously a compound with all these cabins and stuff. So finally, he said, she saw a lamp and started walking towards that light. She didn't realize that that was her cabin. As she walked into that little cabin and sat down feeling safe at last, she started with her notebook and pen and wrote all the verses to Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. When I feel afraid, think I've lost my way, still you're right there beside me. Nothing will I fear as long as you are near. And so here's today's hymn, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. history is an elusive study. We always try to go back in history, especially the further back we go, and we try to inflict logic upon history. Well, if everything is as we think it was, this is probably why certain things took place. We can't apply that same logic to the present age. Things that happen in our present age seem to defy logic and go way above logic. But we always try to apply that logic to history, so it's an elusive task at best. But I must say, applying history to this psalm, it's extremely clear to me that the psalm writer is using the structure of the psalm and the use of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet for a great deal more than just showing off his literary prowess. He is using the structure and the letters of the Hebrew alphabet to make a point, even beyond the words that he uses. 
take this particular passage, which is the 14th stanza of Psalm 119. It begins in our Bible with the 105th verse. This 14th stanza is dedicated to the Hebrew letter Nun. And all the eight verses in this stanza begin with Nun. Now, Nun is a fascinating letter. It comes in two different ways. There is opening and middle Nun, and then there is closing Nun. And they look a little different. Opening and middle Nun looks a little bit like a box or an N, a backwards N, with the bottom line drawn in. In most ways of presenting Nun, this is how it's used. You'll find Nun as a box or a closed-in N at the beginning of Hebrew words and at the middle of Hebrew words. But in those instances in which Nun is the last letter of a Hebrew word, it stands up. It is look. It looks a great deal more like a smaller case L in English than it does like a box. According to Rabbi Yeshayahu Horowitz, who wrote between 1565 and 1630 A.D., and the Shelah was a major ethical and mystical work by this rabbi, who was famous for introducing mystical themes of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet into mainstream Jewish life by incorporating them into the ethical, moral, and educational teachings. Well, he gives a study about the bent letter Nun and the risen letter Nun. And he says the bent letter Nun alludes to one who has fallen and is crushed by the life around him. And the end letter Nun straightens up. And he loves to write this essay about the letter Nun. Because the opening and middle letter Nun looks like someone who is bent over, that has been bent over by his life. He's humble. He is subservient to the law, to Torah, to God. And in some ways, he's been crushed by the life around him. But he refuses to acquiesce to the crushing life around him. And he bends over in humility to worship God and the Torah. And then when the word comes to an end, and the letter Nun is used as an end Nun, it stands tall and straight. And this, according to the rabbi, represents the fact that the one who is bent over and fallen in his life will rise up and God will bless him with tremendous reward at the end of his life. Thus the interpretation of Nun, the beginning and the middle, and then Nun, the end, crushed over and bent over in his life, but standing tall and rewarded by God at the end of his life. Beyond this use of Nun in the 14th stanza of the psalm, the entire psalm is so structured and organized that it suggests, as far as I'm concerned, without any doubt, that there are times in which you need to acquiesce to ritual to get through your life. It's not enough to worship God. Sometimes you need the structure. Sometimes you need the ritual in order to carry yourself through crushing times in your life. It makes perfect sense in this psalm, because the ritual of the 22 stanzas, each starting with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet, and the eight verses, each starting with that letter, the incredible discipline, the incredible organization, the incredible structure, all leads the psalm writer to God. And at the end of his life, the psalm writer gets to stand up straight, and be rewarded by God. Such is the case of the structure 
of this week's psalm, number 119. But in stanza 14, which we're looking at today, the words themselves also suggest that. Listen to the beauty of this poetry. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Just like Amy Grant, who wrote the hymn, was lost in the wilderness of Camp Caribou, way up in the Rocky Mountains, sometimes we're lost in our lives as well. Now, not all the time. Sometimes we see clearly, and our relationship with God is strong, and our feeling of the love of Christ is immediate and intimate. But there are times, all of us, times in which we feel so far away from God, so lost from God, so disenfranchised and disassociated from God, that it begins to wear on us. We can't even talk to God. We can't even be in God's presence. We can't even kneel down and pray anymore. I know this is true for myself. And a couple of weeks ago, I got an email from a friend of mine from another community. And she wrote to me and she wondered, what should she do when she can no longer pray? When she's having difficulty, even kneeling down before God and praying, she's feeling so lost, so far away, and in her case, so guilty in front of God, that she can't even find the right words to pray. Well, I can relate. There have been many times in my life, and there still are many times in my life, when I feel so ashamed to be before God, before, because of what I've done, because of what I've thought, because of the way in which I've treated people around me, my laziness, perhaps, my anger, my bigotry. All those things can add up to create a weariness, a separateness, a disenfranchisement from God. And there have been many times in my life when I couldn't even kneel and pray. So I turned to this psalm to find the way. It is the Word of God that is the way. It is the Word of God that is the lamp that lights our stumbling footsteps. It is the light of God that lights our path going on ahead. And maybe we can't make it yet, but the ritual can carry us through. And I have used ritual often. Now, it may surprise you, those of you who know me, that I would ever uh, elevate ritual to something really worthwhile. Not much of a ritualistic person. The rituals of the church haven't always been my prime function as a pastor. But I must tell you, there are times when ritual does carry you through. It reminds me of a bridge going across a great chasm. As long as you're walking across that bridge, no problem. It's plenty strong enough to hold you. And then later when you bring a cart or a wagon across the bridge, no problem. It's strong enough to hold you. But when you begin driving a car across or a truck, there's a weight limit. And it can't hold the new weight of what you're carrying. It's like the letter Nun. It's all bent over and crushed by the life around it. The bridge can no longer hold what you're trying to carry. And there are times in all of our lives, myself included, in which I'm so bent over. I'm so crushed by life. I can't even kneel down and pray. I'm ashamed. I'm lost. I'm disenfranchised. I'm separated. So what do I use? I take my cue from the psalmist who wrote Psalm 119, and I return to structure. I return to ritual. To be honest, for me personally, the way I've carried me through these very dark times is to offer the Lord's Prayer. 
Oh, I know. The Lord's Prayer sometimes call, comes off as a rote kind of exercise, something that doesn't carry any meaning anymore because we've said it for so long. We've used the word so many times. We've used it in worship. We've used it in public gatherings. We've used it in music and song, and it begins to lose its meaning. But, my friends, I must tell you, sometimes when I'm crushed and bent over, when I'm so ashamed I can't even know what the right words are to say in my prayer life, it is the Lord's Prayer that carries me through. Or sometimes I have memorized the 23rd Psalm, I'll use the 23rd Psalm. It's only ritual, but it carries me through the days when I can't do it in a real way with God. Now I always hope that my prayer life with God will be real, that God and I will have conversations and the conversations will be much like what the psalmist usually writes. Psalms are some of my favorite things because they're so honest. If the psalm writer's mad at God, the psalm writer writes in anger. If the psalm writer is happy with God, the elation comes through in these words. And in today's psalm, the structure becomes the main environment for this particular psalm. And I believe in that structure because sometimes when my prayer life is not good enough, not strong enough, not because God isn't there, God's always there, but because I'm bent over and crushed and I'm not there. It is the ritual that can carry me through. The recitation of the Lord's Prayer, the reciting of the memorized 23rd Psalm. These things can carry my prayer life until once again I can stand up straight and have a real relationship with God again. It's not unlike other faiths. I have known many Eastern religions in which they use mantras to carry them through these dark days. They simply repeat things over and over again. I grew up in a Roman Catholic neighborhood, and many of my neighbors, many of my friends' parents, and my friends themselves would use the ritual of a Hail Mary or an Our Father or go to confession and use the ritual of the words of the confession to carry them through. These rituals are very important to us. And right now, with the COVID-19 shutdown, we don't have too many rituals. Our churches aren't meeting in place. We aren't singing hymns together. We aren't offering the Lord's Prayer or any of the creeds that we normally offer. And so some of us may be feeling as bent over and crushed as the letter noon waiting and hoping and cherishing that future in which we can stand up straight and be back to our relationship with God as we want it to be, as God wants it to be. In the meantime, I suggest for all of us that ritual, even personal and private ritual, can carry us through. The next time you kneel down and you do not know what to pray, Believe me when I tell you that the ritual of the Lord's Prayer or the ritual of the 23rd Psalm or any other mantra that you might choose to use can carry you through those dark and crushing moments before you can stand up again and be one-on-one -on -one with God. I think the psalmist is trying to teach me a lesson way beyond his beautiful poetry. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and the light unto my path. I think the structure of his psalm is trying to teach me as well that sometimes there is great value in the structure, in the norm, in the ritual, in the mantra. And so when I pray, 
Sometimes I do exactly what Jesus taught us to do. I pray the words of the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thine will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Lord, carry me through my bent-over moments with the beautiful prayer that you have taught me. Carry me through those bent-over moments when my mouth does not know what to say. And give me the structure, the ritual of that which is familiar and carry me on until I can stand up straight and you and I can be together again. Let's pray together. Almighty God, with all my heart and mind and soul and strength, I thank you for the structure and the ritual. Sometimes it carries me through. In the name of Christ, I pray. Amen. Well, another podcast has come to an end. Until we meet again next week, stay healthy, stay home as much as you can, wear your mask, be kind to one another, and let's get through this as we have all along by carrying ourselves and letting God carry us too. May we always find a way to carry ourselves through the bent over times until we can stand up strong and mighty as I offer this benediction. May the road rise to meet you. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. May the rains fall soft upon your fields. And may God hold you in the palm of his hand. God will hold you in the palm of his hand. Amen, amen. My friends, the service here is ending. May we go in peace. Amen.